Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hey, let's crank it up. Great simple now. One play at a time. They could do a hard knocks about us. You know what? A hard knocks out of us would be... It's not going to be easy. What is that? The Rich Eisen Show. Right now. That's it. That's it. Today's guests. Baseball Hall of Famer, Jim Palmer. ESPN NBA analyst, Jeff Van Gundy. Plus, from AMC's The Beast Must Die, actor Jared Harris. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Welcome to this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. We're live here in Los Angeles, California. How are you, everybody? My name's Rich Eisen, thus the (laughs) name of the show. Here every day on NBC Sports on Peacock between 12 and 3 Eastern after the Dan this Patrick the Show. Rich Thank Eisen you, show. Mike Del Tufo. Greatly appreciate I mean, that reminder. He's just starting the show with his A game. Good to see you over there, Chris hey, Brockman. Bud, How what's are happening, you? man? I'm Mike Del Tufo. Good to see you over there. You, Rich. Settling into his chair. Social hey, media grandmaster of the Rich Eisen Show, TJ Jefferson. How are you, sir? Oh, it's too sweet today, Rich. Is it? Is it really? Sure. Terrific. Yeah. Fantastic. Chris Paul's three wins away from being an NBA champion. Dude, Chris Paul put on a show last yeah, night. Yeah, he did. I, I don't know how he's going to be stopped. Yeah, Giannis came out, and he said he thought he was done for the year when his knee hyperextended, and and um, he didn't look any worse to wear last night, did he? Looked pretty good. You looked know? like he didn't have a little wind. You know, he uh, didn't play that many minutes, but he looked like, Fine, he's running, jumping, looks like blocking shots. That block <laughs> looked like kind of the MVP, Giannis. He's goaltending, blocking shots. That was but the va- the Valley of the Sun. Three wins away from being an NBA champion. Yeah, I feel like it's a wrap. Wow, wow. I don't. I mean, Chris Paul and Devin Booker combining for fifty nine will be that that you know that's a little dab that'll do you. I mean, Aiton goes almost uh, same twenty. Mean, They're the NBA version of Brill Cream. Yes, that's I think I just said that. Oh, wow. <laughs> DeAndre Aiton twenty two and nineteen. I mean, that's hard to beat. Right? He should have had a twenty twenty. Chris Paul took his rebound at the end of the game. Are are they one of the best pick and roll alley oop teams you've seen? Where they oh, they, they 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 start at. Top of the key, right around free throw line, you know, high pick and roll. And then uh, if you bite on something, they'll just run the alley-oop on you. How many times is somebody just going to curl the basket and then just all of a sudden – Throw it down. And just throw it down. Well, there was another Chris Paul-led team a few years ago that might have been – Oh, okay. Lob City. But they never made it to a tie championship. That was a good team, though, with Blake and DeAndre. But it seems like they ran it last night with the Aiton 
like three times in a row, and they just had no answer. No answers. Blake, uh, we talked about Brooke Lopez yesterday and how he might limit <laughs> limit Aiton to not have these 20, yeah, 20 games. Well, you were right. He didn't he get 20. He couldn't do anything. <laughs> Brooke Lopez was just like Statue of Liberty out there last night. But he didn't get 20, and you said that. Yeah, so. he didn't no get 20. The way that this team just <laughs> operates, man. It's just... Um... They're fun. They're fun. The energy in the building is fun. Seeing Chris Paul do his they thing is fun. really fun. Booker's a fun player. Aiton is going to be a super-duper star. The Suns are really good, man. They might keep... If Chris Paul can find a little fountain of youth here, he is 36, they could run this back for like three or four oh, years. Oh, that's oh, easy, baby. You're like, it's a wrap after one game, and now they're a dynasty. <laughs> is that what you're on, saying? Guy. I don't know what you mean. Come on. Overreaction bro. Wednesday? Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> All right. But, I mean, this team, I just want to give everybody a shout-out. I love Cameron Johnson. He's really balling out. And a shot of adrenaline off the bench. That kid Cameron Payne. The Cameron Brothers, Cameron's, man. Cameron Payne, I don't care that Julius Randle won the award. Cameron Payne's the most improved player maybe in the history of the NBA. Wasn't that dude playing in China like six months ago or something? We just remember him as Russell Westbrook's dance partner for years. And now this guy right. is right. I think balling. we got to get Rex back on. He called Cameron Johnson's, what did he say, his shot was the wettest in the NBA? Hey now, Rex would know. I mean, Rex is doing pregame with the blue specs. Like, it's all happening for Phoenix right now, man. That's it awesome. sure is. It's awesome. I mean, 32 for Chris Paul, 27 for Booker, 22 for Aiton. Don't forget about Bridges, too, what he's turned himself into. Yeah, and that's where you got to look at coaching, too. Yep. Monty 100%. Williams, they are buying what he is selling, and what okay. he is selling is championship brand basketball. I mean, I don't know what sort of really talk about. Yeah, I think about. The, the Monty Williams combo and then the influence of Chris Paul, I, I don't think that can be – Said enough. Yeah. This his time. It's tough to feel like we're that it's not his time. But it feels like it's his time. Feels like it. Well, you're calling him dynastic. I, well, I think they might uh they might go on a little run here. I don't know. Hi, Reggie. Don't forget don't, I know you gotta Hi, Don't forget the Warriors are gonna get some people back. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, they'll probably make a move. So it's we'll see what the Bucks can do in game two. But they got Giannis back and they still lost. I mean it's good to see him out there. Though. It was good, good to see him good out see him there because you there. want to see full strength. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would erase a little bit of the asterisk that was I thought was going to come to a potential Suns victory, which is why I asked that of Michael Smith, the brother from another fame, last week. Yeah. But there you go. That's game one. Van Gundy's going to join us in hour number two of this program. Spend part of his off day between games one and two for the uh, NBA on uh, on ABC, on ESPN, on ABC. Uh, he'll be joining us in the middle of hour number two. You know what I'm going to ask him, too? About what, he Foster? Th- what he think? <laughs> no, that's already done. <laughs> it's already been asked and answered. Um, you know, I want to ask him. I want to bounce off my ideas uh, of replay because NBA replay to him. In case you're just joining us, here are my four fixes to NBA replay. One, give a team a, a, a um, that w- would be awarded the ball through replay. They would be awarded the ball through replay. The chance to opt out of the replay. Clippers lose basically on the Valley Oop. Yep. Difference between that going to seven games or not, I think. And mm-hmm. the Clippers get the ball knocked off of them. We're going to review it. Maybe it's Clippers ball. And if it is with 0.9 seconds left, that's pretty much all she wrote. Mm-hmm. But in that interim, Monty Williams gets to sit everyone down and run through <laughs> the paces of the Valley Oop. And the Clippers could say, we know it's not going to be our ball. Don't do it. Make them 
get out there right now. That's fix one. Fix two that happened after the the value where they had to get everybody who was on the court during the value back on the court after the review of said value to see how much time was left. That took forever and a day for Scott Foster to figure out who was on the court and then and who's on the court now for both teams. And that's now the responsibility of the coaches, the teams that you send the proper five back on. You should know who's out there. We're not going to figure it out. We're just going to get everything ready for play. And you send those five out there. And if you get it wrong, technical free throw for the other team. Guess who will be back out there lickety split? The proper five guys. Right. (laughs) True. That's fix number two. Fix number three is give everybody a review for the first half. You get one review in each half. One half. I like that. Because right now you get one a game and everybody's saving it for the last possible second because that's when things could actually turn on one call, even though it could turn on any call, really. Give them one and a half. And then the last one is no more official automatic reviews on whether something's flagrant or not. Ugh. No more of that. No more of that. Because I'm not going to replay to see intent. I'm sorry. Well, now, now you're going to see it in slow motion. It makes it look a little bit more violent, doesn't it? Always. Always. Those are my four fixes. You're welcome. I, could, do, you think, <laughs> do you think Jeff can get me in front of the Board of Governors? I think he could probably get RES Consulting uh, a meeting. Don't you think? Why not? Is that the equivalent of the competition committee in the NFL? The- no, the Board of Governors. I, I, there must be a competition committee in the NBA. Yeah, there has to be. No, I'm going past them. I'm going straight to you're the You're going owners. straight to the top. Yeah. Okay. You know, circumventing all systems. Yeah, you know, <laughs> things get stuck in committee. I don't want to do that anymore. Van Gundy's going to join us in hour number two of this program. Hour number three of this program, we have a return guest, although not in person. He was here two years ago. Uh, the brilliant actor Jared Harris, known as Lane Price and Mad Men, and also the lead actor in that brilliant HBO miniseries Chernobyl. Jared Harris... Man U fan will be joining us 40 minutes before toe meets ball on England and Denmark for the right to face Italy in the Euro Cup final in Wembley, where today's match does take place as well in London. Wow. He will be on the proverbial pins and needles when he joins us 40 minutes prior to toe meeting ball on that match. And yesterday's Spain-Italy match was spectacular. It was. It was scoreless pretty much to, what, about the 75th or 80th minute? And then each team scores once. We go to extra time, and then it's penalty kicks. And Italy won the toss and chose to go first, missed the first, then Spain missed their first. Italy got everything right all the way until Spain missed again. And then the final, which was kind of, to use the English phrase, cheeky. Just a little touch. Just a little just a little, a little tap. A little tap. A little love tap. A little tap. Italy advances. Do we Spain, think, adios. Do we think Jared Harris is in London? Is he in New York? I don't know. Is he here in L.A.? Like... Could he potentially be at the match? Like, is like he where like he's there? Like, I can't hear he's you. He's like, hold on a second. I, let me step inside the. I don't blue. know. I know he could be at the Federer match right now in Wimbledon. That's and true. Wouldn't could... you do that double dip? Uh, 
if you're 100%. in London right now, you do the Federer match during the day. Yep. And then England, Denmark at night. Oh my god! You get a private car, <laughs> little pimps, little pimps cup during the afternoon. Jeez. Several pints on the way over till you are totally blotto <laughs> for England, Denmark. I mean, if England, what a day! England's a big favorite, so if they do win today, oh my god, I can't even imagine. Fed's that. going <laughs> on right now. How great was like... yesterday? Also, as a sports day, let's take a break here and just remark and not. We will not take stuff for granted, man. Definitely not. Because the last, for the first match of Brady and Mickelson going against Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods was in late May of last year when there was nothing going on except us staring at the four walls, wondering if we had a disease we didn't know if we had and didn't know if we could pick it up by touching anything or breathing anything. And we're in lockdown and we're wondering when sports is coming back. And now Brady and Mickelson are back out there for the match four. And they're going against Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. And the match gets delayed. I think they delayed ball in the air because, personally, I bet you they delayed ball in the air because uh, Italy and Spain were in penalty we're kicks. Still going, yeah. And as soon as that thing was over, ball goes in the air. Yeah. And then by the time the match ended with Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau winning 3-2, and two, it was the third quarter of the NBA Finals. And in between, Otani had already taken a bump mm. against the Red Sox. And it given up a run in the first, and then the bottom of the first knocks in the game tying run, and then gets knocked in as the go ahead run of a two run shot. How amazing is Shohei Otani? So much happening. Amazing. Awesome. That was going on. Your guy Degrom got rained out, so he's going to start pitching. He's, I believe, uh, first pitch is coming up in just a couple hours. There, Mets and the Brewers in a double dip at City Field. So there's that, and. DeGrom throwing today means he doesn't have to throw on Sunday. Ah, that's it's right. It's entirely possible that rainout just gave us Jacob DeGrom starting the All-Star game. Fantastic. I mean, things happen for a reason. You ain't lying. And it should be against Shohei Otani. Give him the give him the ball to start. Let's go. Right? Yeah, I mean, it could be one of the White Sox guys. They've got three good ones, but we all want to see Otani and DeGrom. With all due respect, right? yeah. what to... With all due respect. Well, you want to see DeGrom picture to Otani. Lance Lynn, like, come on. All due respect to those guys. Lucas Giolito. Adam in the back, I know, is diehard White Sox. Boy. And they've been terrific. They've been great. They've been awesome. But I've got... Shohei Otani is the show. I want to see DeGrom. You can't spell the sh- Shohei without sh- the, the show. No, man. he <laughs> is true. literally the show. He's the show. That's it. Should that be his new nickname? Did we just come up with a new nickname for him? The show. He's Welcome m- to the show. By the way, he's more Showtime than Patrick Mahomes. Easy guy, dude. That you're I'm just on talking one about in said. terms of a nickname. By the, way, by the way, in terms so of far, a nickname, Otani <laughs> is more of a show than Mahomes. Uh-huh. And the Suns dynasty began last night. Man, the guy's name right is literally Show. <laughs> like Showtime no, is that. the nickname. There is no show. There is no like. Uh, you know, it, you're talking about just like in terms of pure etymology, just yes, like an of actual the, of the, the root of a word. Thank you. Etymology, big word alert. Let me write that. Well, like, but Patrick Mahomes being called Showtime, like Tess tried to th- ram down our throats a couple years ago, doesn't no, really work. He said that that was his nickname as a kid, yeah. Christopher. But when that's he was what Patrick people, Mahomes. But people which call he still him. Has, be careful. Don't call him Pat. Easy. So easy. <laughs> Mrs. Mahomes will be calling Jim Palmer's first up. Can't wait to talk to the Baseball Hall of Famer about his all-star memories. 
and also uh, what's going on in the the league today. I listen to him whenever an Orioles game passes my television screen. But it was just terrific. Sports, man. Sports is back. Love it. Full building in the Valley of the Sun. Full building in Phoenix. They're talking at the end of the match about, do you want to go attend the next match? Soon there'll be fans at an event like this. That'll be amazing. Um, you know, uh, uh, a nice crowd in in Anaheim last night to watch Otani and the Red Sox. Was it Otani's birthday yesterday? Uh, two days ago. Two days ago. Okay, I mean, in, the Yankees actually uh, woke up. They went all the way to Seattle, which, you know, is <laughs> yeah, a place that when George was alive, when George Steinbrenner owned the team instead of Hal, all of them would have been banished to there. <laughs> exiled. <laughs> They'd have been exiled to Seattle. So that's an interesting spot for them to maybe find their footing. You could put up a nine spot, right? Oh, well, 12. 12 spot. Yes. Yeah, first game of the year, the Yankees hit multiple three home runs in the same game. And speaking of three-run homers, Jim Palmer is going to be joining our program. He was part of that Orioles. Uh, Earl Weaver hit three home run team. I wonder what Earl would think of the shift and all that sort of nonsense. Yeah, hate it. So Jim Palmer, Jeff Van Gundy, Jared Harris, and you, 844-204. When we come back yesterday, I talked about the five things I wanted to see out of the match. I watched all 16 holes in the match yesterday. And um, I wanted to see five things. We're going to review if we got any of those five. All right. We did, including a little snippet of, of Aaron Rodgers <laughs> saying he's – well, you know what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, he's saying. And we're yeah. going to... <clears throat> we'll see. It was a lot of fun stuff. I had a blast watching the match. My two cents on all of that coming up next. You will not want to miss all of that. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Where did the nickname Showtime come from? Uh, it was my godfather, Troy Hawkins. Him and my dad, but really him. Every, they, they would watch me play, and I would make the diving plays and stuff like that in baseball. And they said it, it, that I was always – it was Showtime when I was on the field. And so they always used to call me Showtime, especially my godfather, LaTroy. LaTroy Hawkins. That is a name I have not heard in a while. Yeah, yeah. That's a Minnesota Twins connection with your dad, right? Yes, Pretty yes much sir. He, uh, he came up a little bit after my dad, and my dad kind of took him under his wing, I think. And then LaTroy ended up having a great career where he played 
I think 21 years in the big leagues. I mean, he played forever, it seemed like. And uh, he, I've, I've stayed in touch with him forever. He still comes to a lot of my games, even now. And uh, he, he's been someone that uh, has been a great, another great mentor for me. Okay, Patrick. Um, look, I appreciate you calling in here greatly. And I appreciate the text exchange that I had with you the other day <laughs> where you were gentle in rejecting my suggestion to give you a new nickname of the Patrol. I really appreciate that, Patrick. <laughs> it, was, it was a good idea. I, mean, I just kind of was playing down the nicknames as much as possible as I, uh, at that point. So it's okay. Great. So you're saying... you're <laughs> saying works for you. No, no, no. Hold on a second. You, you're saying that it's not a judgment on the actual creativity of the nickname it's just you attempting to be humble tamping down any of the accolades right now because you're focused on winning is that what you're saying well yeah i mean just for me in general i mean it's it's all about the football it's all about the team and so i know that the nicknames are a cool thing to do with the social media and everything that's around right now but uh for me it's all about just being the a teammate and someone that's just a part of this organization and a part of a team that wants to win. So if you had an ego, let's just, let's just, again, let's put it in a box here. You have an ego. You don't care about being humble at all. You're just, you're just pounding your chest. Nickname of the Patrol. Do you like it? <laughs> be honest, uh, be honest. I don't know. I've had, so, there's been so many nicknames that have came out lately and uh, I'm just going to kind of keep it at just Patrick right now. You're being polite. I like it. <laughs> How you're being. Yeah, thank you, though. I appreciate it. That was fun with uh, Patrick Moe. Hey, man, I tried, um, and I failed miserably once again. I'm going to give up that ghost. <laughs> I'm going to give up that ghost. And, Until someone else and, and named Pat or say, Matt I will just say, I will just say to all the Pats and Matts of the world, I'm waiting for you. Show up, shine out, and see if you deserve it. Well, I guess uh, Hoskins in our chair thought uh, you needed a reminder about Showtime, Chris, and who's Showtime and who's not. You gotta move on. I love you, but you gotta move on. Thank you, Matt. Well, did we get AJ Brown agreeing to the? Oh, oh yeah, Fantastic Four. Yeah, okay, for sure. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. I watched every second I possibly could of the match. And I loved every second of it. Loved it. I loved every second of it. I enjoyed it immensely. I, I, you know, I also remember what a technical nightmare in a way it was for the first one where there was rain and then there was, you know, obviously COVID restrictions trying to put that together. And, you know, and the way that Turner and the rest of the group uh, improved upon it. Now they're wearing those those earbuds. I don't know if they were doing it in the previous ones. It's just I just couldn't tell the r- the difference was remarkable. And you know we're also expecting them to track the ball in the sky and have it where it lands. I mean they right. don't have towers all over the place here. Right. This isn't like the U.S. Open. They have to set this thing up in a spot that doesn't normally televise an event. It's the first televised event at that beautiful spot at Moonlight Basin. Beautiful in uh, Big Sky, Montana. And um, I thought they did a terrific job. I enjoyed every last second of it. I thought Brian Anderson was spectacular at it. I thought he was funny. He was glib. I mean, that line that he used when DeChambeau's looking for a golf ball, that's the difference between a an amateur and a professional because an amateur would have pocketed that ball in a split second <laughs> that he found, like, no, that's not, that's not, uh, that's not ours. So I would have absolutely, absolutely pocketed that ball. And as he said, you know, hey, I... 
I lost three balls, but I got two today. I've had that conversation <laughs> mentally yeah. a million times. What do, I mean, that is a that is the definition of broadcasting is to is to uh, associate what we're seeing on the screen, which is clearly an A plus event with A listers, yeah, and equate it to what we hackers do all the time like seeing DeShambo on that hill with the ball below I was thinking to myself they should have me hit this ball not Bryson DeShambo because I've hit that shot a million times and DeShambo probably hardly ever hits it remember that time where Brady put one on late in the match went left and and Phil had to go find it far away yeah. and he would I think that was the one who he's he could only no, that wasn't the hole where he could only use his uh, forewood or something like that. Or well, there was one rescue. where Phil was so far they were looking for the, their own ball. Bryson hit a shot from right next to the cart path, and he was like, "Did you take it unplayable?" Oh, I couldn't see. I'm over here trying to find my ball. It was awesome. I, I thought the same thing watching it. How many balls would I have lost on that course? I know exactly. Just uh, a but, dozen, maybe. Uh, also, I was also sitting there thinking this this too, and I'll I'll be very honest. I have to be honest that. Um, that if I was just say playing at my my home course, okay, and Phil and Tom and Aaron and Bryson, those four guys show up, of course I'd want to see it. I'd I'd be all over it. The whole place would be going crazy, or it would be kind of cool, like you know who's out there on the course today, yeah, like you know, okay. right? I started following. So you'd want to watch it, but if I was following that group, oh. I'd be like, what the hell is happening up there? <laughs> How many times would you have hit into them? Just the to like number of times I would have gone pace. around them, yeah, because they were grinding every shot. The first ball went in the air after the penalty kicks in Italy and Spain, and the match ended in the third quarter of the NBA Finals game that tipped off at nine Eastern. Yeah, I mean it went on forever. Yeah, it started just and, before three. And I know why now that why why some people are like Kepka, like thinking about DeShambo. How many times <laughs> is he gonna look in that viewfinder? It's just like I've played with guys like that, and I'm yeah. thinking to myself, but but there's this is nationally televised, there's pride on the line, there's yeah, obviously some yeah, tremendous charitable um aspects to this event. But I had a total complete blast i loved it i loved it and the ultimate compliment i could pay to a to a golf broadcast is it made me want to go play oh yeah which is the way i feel watching the masters why i watch the u.s open or, or, or any god like just made me want to like go out there like you know it's been a while i, I, sh I want to go out there and hit it and so um kudos to everyone all of them you know, I, I I did love the the DraftKings stuff at the bottom. Yeah, you know, Live and odds and, and at one awesome. point I I tweeted out, you know, is someone going to set odds at Deshambo being mauled by a bear? He's <laughs> he's looking for an errant tee shot, you know, because he was out there for a long time. It's just like move on, pick up, move on. And they showed multiple bears. And the reason why they were looking, around. I know that. And the reason why they were Deshambo was looking for the ball is because I think he wanted to hit it. Because it doesn't matter, his his philosophy is it doesn't matter where the ball lies, as long as he can get at it and hit it as far as possibly can, he can get you back in the hole. That was Rodgers' ball. His one was out playable, right? Right. 
And he just didn't want Rodgers to hit it, even though Aaron Rodgers was, was on fire. Sticking it yesterday, man. He was unbelievable. Yeah. And that brings me to let's review, because okay. yesterday, right. previewing the match, I came up with five aspects of the match that I wanted to get out of it. And now let's get into um, the five aspects of the match that I, I wanted to see and what we did get to see. And the first aspect of it, was Aaron Rodgers' future. What are we going to get out of the match on Aaron Rodgers' future? And here's the actual exchange that came the closest to gleaning any information from the match on what Aaron Rodgers' future with the Packers immediately for 2021 looks like. Packers, Bears, any idea who's going to be there? Anybody who's going to be quarterbacking in the number 12 jersey? Yeah, I don't know, B.A., we'll see. How about, see, won't we? how about September 12th, then? How, will you go for that one? What's that one? <laughs> that would be the, the opener against the Saints. Oh. All cheesers resort, rejoice. Yeah, I don't know, B.A., we'll see. Okay. I know you're a Milwaukee guy. I know. Aaron, everybody is on their toes. They want to know, man. They want to know. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm just having a good time out here with Tom. I'm trying to talk to him about it. He's going to keep playing or not, you know? Hey, hey, Aaron, we go way back. You can just tell me. I'll keep it a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, I promise I will not put it anywhere. Charles, I'll tell you this week in Tahoe. All right. Hey, now. Lots to tell Charles about coming up in Tahoe, which is just in a couple days. You'll see that. American Century Championship on NBC. Brian Anderson, Larry Fitzgerald, and Charles Barkley trying to pry. We will see is all we would get. But what we did get was a glimpse of what I said yesterday in advance of the match Mm -hmm. from Aaron Rodgers' comments prior to the match in a presser this week talking about how he's working on his mental state and trying to be more positive and removing negativity from his life and just working on that. And he's been enjoying working on that. And I said, I need to see that guy on the field this fall. If he's working, if he's at peace more than he was last year, when he came on this show in week two, after week two, going into week three of the NFL saying that he's at peace with everything. And then he won the MVP. And then we saw how he played golf yesterday. I can, look, you could sit here and say this is a big leap. Golf is easily the most mental and mentally taxing sport I think there is. Brady at one point, as he's driving in the cart, was saying he can't wait to get back to the NFL instead of playing this crazy-ass game. You know, what I mean? you heard <laughs> right. him say that at yeah. one point, right? <laughs> right. And so it's tough it's tough to make shots. It's tough to execute. Certainly when you're, you know, on a long round. I'm serious. And so if Rodgers showed up and played like he did yesterday, he carried DeChambeau a couple of holes. Yeah, DeChambeau was spraying it all he over was, the He kept hitting fairways. And any time DeChambeau set him up to make a putt, he made putts. He made a putt to put him three up. And he made a putt to wrap it up to win three and two. He was terrific. I've got to see that guy on the field in the NFL this fall, and he's going to tell Charles we'll talk about it in 
in Tahoe because, you know, which is a way of him getting off that spot that he knew at some point as he's driving around in a cart, he would be put on. Of course. We'll see. That's all we're going to get. Now he'll show up in Tahoe. Will he say something there? I'll give you a we'll see. Rubbers meet in the road when the bicycles come out for training camp. And Mike Del Tufo and the rest of the Pet Rock owners of the Green Bay Packers bring their one (laughs) certificate of ownership to Lambeau Field on July 26th. When I would love it if Aaron Rodgers strolls in like he's Jimmy Chitwood saying, I think it's time for me to play some ball. (laughs) And I kind of think that's what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know, man. Total wild card. But this guy's at peace. It's amazing. He played fabulous golf. And I need to see that guy play football coming off his MVP year. That's number one. Number two was uh, one of the voices we heard, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Let's get something out of him. We got nothing, right? There was nothing on the broadcast to let us know if he's thinking about coming back. Is it possible he's coming back? I don't know. He looked in shape to me. Like, uh, Looks like he's playing a lot of golf. I don't I mean, know. You know where he travels a lot in the offseason. I don't know. I, I don't know if he looked in football shape to yeah, me. I don't know. Brian Anderson hit it kind of right off the top. Was just like, yeah, and you haven't made a choice yet either. And then they just kind of moved on. But there we're sitting here the any Wednesday after yeah. July 4th, and he hasn't made an announcement yet. I mean, maybe they'll wait till the beginning of training camp and then he'll announce. I don't know. But he's taking his time. He is taking his time. Number three was, who's Bryson DeChambeau? That was number three. I was wondering, who is Bryson DeChambeau? Let's get a full day with him. And I still, he, he's a guy who's, who's uh, you know, seemingly nice to get along with, for sure. Like, I, 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 I didn't, he didn't rub me the wrong way. Like, nope. I, mean, I, I know he could rub people the wrong way because of how long he takes to play. And he he does, you know kind of uh, seems to have a little bit of the let you know just how smart he is, you know? Yeah, a he, little bit of that. He struck me as a guy, I'm not sure that uh, I'd want to hang out with him if I had an off day. I mean, at one point, Charles said, could you imagine being with these two guys, meaning Phil and Bryson, in a long car ride together? Yeah. I mean, that was a funny line that, that he a had. funny line. All, you know, along also with wondering if Baker... I, I was thinking the same thing. Is Baker Mayfield in a robe? Like, he, he, he looked yes. like... You know, he looked like he was sitting on the set of Kill Bill. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or like filming I, one of those progressive. I, I don't know what was that. happening. But Bryson but, also just strikes me a guy that he loves golf. He's very serious about golf. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and, he doesn't strike me at all as like yeah, a guy who like, rubs you the wrong way. No, just kind of like a regular dude, a little maybe a little awkward. He tried a little too hard with yeah. the tape thing on the on yeah. the first tee. It doesn't seem like he has a lot of like bro friends, and he does a lot know. of hangs like this. It seems like he's kind of a loner, which. Is what we've always heard, and in, in his, in, you know, his Brooks kind of rivalry. But I mean, at one point you heard him talking under his breath as a ball's in the in in the crap, just to the right of the red line, and he's thinking. And you see, he's like, okay, so it's, you can hear him under his breath, like hit a hundred two percent. It's like these many yards, like he's doing the math in his yeah. head, and he's just very serious I don't about know how golf. You play, and no wonder he plays slow. If he's doing math in his head. <laughs> Before he's hitting, yeah, and he's looking at the viewfinder. Let me put it down. Let me see it again. Let me go. Let me think about it. Let me put it again. All right, my angles are right here. My math is like honestly, he's got math symbols on his shirt. Yeah, look at that. I mean, he was plus a phys- minus he times. He was a physics major, so I, I mean, he's letting you know. Yeah, he's he's doing it all. Number four was Brady. Just seeing him, man. 
He looked amazing. He did. The guy looked incredible. Although, I got to tell you, the thing that kind of shocked is, did nobody tell him to tuck in the front of his shirt? He was playing with the front of his shirt tucked, untucked the whole day. Made me think after a while, like a guy who's just so perfectly put together, is that part of a design of a TB12 golf shirt? I didn't know. <laughs> Honestly, I was just sitting there thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But he just seemed like a total pleasure to be around and just hang yeah. with and just yeah. a dude that you just want to hang with in the worst possible way he came alive when his buddy Gronk called in yeah. and he had that five gallon jug of water that he's I know and he's asking DeShambo like you got something to eat which I couldn't believe like he didn't of all people would plan out his meals for the day I couldn't believe he didn't have some like TB12 bar in his pocket <laughs> something. or something, yeah, I mean, something. come on yeah. and uh, you know one of the spotters at Barkley was wondering if they existed. Like, run out and give him a bar, man. Yeah, get a sandwich. But then the the moment that really struck me, and I reached out to uh, – I didn't reach out to you, TJ, which is interesting for one specific reason. I reached out to Smitch and Hoskins to say, is there a way to get this? Because, like, you know, we're, we don't have an Elvis machine running on the entire match right. like many yeah, TV shows might have. And um, it it struck me. And it must have struck you because I think you tweeted it out mm-hmm. from the Rich Eisen Show account. When Brady's behind the wheel of his cart and and Barkley asks him about like his process or something, I forgot what brought it on. It was an innocuous question. And he stops and he starts talking about how he was a late bloomer in life. Yep. Quote, I was such a late bloomer in college and the pros. I always felt I had to outwork the competition. That's still how I feel. I think for all the kids out there listening, you got to find traits that you can sustain for long periods of time. I sat there and I thought, damn, I should record this when my boys come home from camp, play it for them, get my daughter in here. Like, that was incredible. That was so cool. And you sit there, well, Brady knows he's on camera and whatever. He's talking to kids. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. a great message to yeah, put exactly. out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it started with Charles was complimenting him, saying that he's never seen anyone work oh, as hard. That's right. You know, during the, the last match, match, he was doing right. running wind that's sprints, and that's how it started. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it that's went what to it that. Was. I can only obviously there's a character limit. He went on for another minute. He did. And a it half. was an incredible like two minute soliloquy. I, I think Turner should clip that and send it out on their their social media accounts. I would retweet it. Yeah, because it was talking incredible. About the last match because he played 36 the day before. He played 18 the morning of the match. And he was doing sprints. And he was doing sprints in he the said, parking yeah. lot. And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I don't want to suck out here. <laughs> incredible. And then the fifth uh, aspect I was hoping to get out of the match, we got it in absolute droves, was Montana, Montana and Big man. Sky Country. Oh How beautiful did that course look? I was looking up like cabins and places to stay. I mean, how incredible. And Jack, like looking at like this large mountainous regions going, okay, let's put a 700. I, I, by the way, the card that I pulled out talking about it yesterday was the 17th hole, but I, they might've flipped the front and the back. I don't know because the eighth hole was, was that, that super long, one. super long one. Yeah. They might've flipped it because they didn't, they wanted to play that super long one. They didn't want to run the risk of 17 not being played, which by the way, it was not last night. Right. So that 777 yard, I mean, the number of holes that you could just hit downhill and make you feel like you yeah. are the king or queen of the absolute world, and I'm going to hit it forever. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers did hit one 400 yards, and that's, yeah. you know. Well, Brady put it on the green on that 390 par four, which was downhill. He was That was incredible. And then Cheyenne Woods on that hole was standing out at the 500-yard marker right. thinking that maybe DeChambeau was going to – put it into orbit that course was gorgeous the state was gorgeous the sky looked different 
the mountains, the bears, the mountain goats. The, awesome. Oh, my goodness gracious. The bears on the Golden Bear design golf course. My buddies and I Beautiful. are already talking about a summer trip next year to go play that. Beautiful. <laughs> it's amazing. Excellent choice all around. And then one last thing that I we were thinking of putting in there, and I swapped it out for putting in the big sky because I was looking for I just knew Phil was going to deliver the goods. Phil Mickelson is phenomenal. 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 Like, the minute he wants to stop golf and, and, and get into the booth, he's got it. Just name it. He's in. And he just strikes me as the greatest playing partner yes. ever. Great hang. You just want to you want to be because you want to hang with him because not only is he going to make the shots, he's going to help you make the shots. He's calling you partner. He's bucking you up. <laughs> yeah, he's letting yeah. you, like he even needs to. You know, you knew at times like Tom Brady needed his needed a little boost, confidence yeah. and boost. Like this is what we're going to do. It goes right. It goes left. It's a funnel. We're going to go right through the funnel. We're going to do that. Like he's telling that on the tee before they go down to the hole. Like yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. And then I couldn't tell. If Phil was being serious or getting in your head, which is another great aspect of a playing partner when you're trying to beat somebody else, I don't know if he was legitimately trying to About solicit Bryson DeChambeau's <laughs> process information yeah. or if it was a full troll job. A couple times he would just say to Bryson, why don't you talk us through it? And <laughs> why don't you tell us what you're thinking? Yeah. And I thought to myself, he's just trying to get him going just to try and needle him. Or he's like, you know, we need this for the broadcast. I could be that, too. I couldn't tell. I think Phil's that smart where it's probably, too. yeah, probably, I bet all of the above. It strikes me as all of the above. Because at one point, he was all over Bryson about playing slow. He's all over Bryson about, tell us what you think here. And and I couldn't tell if he's serious or not. And then one, after he's all over Bryson about, tell us what you think. He's He hits that one on the par three. It's like, here's what I'm going to do. And he walks us through it. And he talks as the ball's landing. He's going to come back to the hole. And he's going to let nestle right in there. And it was two and a half feet from the hole. A couple of times. <laughs> But Rogers was great. Him and Rogers going back and forth with each other was terrific, including the very end. You know, talk about, you know, Callaway's the size of church bells. <laughs> They're two down. Okay? They're about to be closed out. Brady needs to make this long putt. And Phil says to Brady, you know, we're going to go for it. It's like, okay, it's, like, it's fourth and three. You're down eight. We're going to go for it here. We're not going to we're not going to kick a field goal. He says that to Rodgers as Rodgers is playing his head off and they're losing. And I thought to myself, Rodgers has got to come back and say to DeChambeau as he's over the putt, "You know what? You know, I'm going to go for it here um and um you know, even if I hit it past the hole, I'm going to run up and hit it while it's moving and stop it." <laughs> In reference to what Phil did at Phil the U.S. Did. Open in, in the Pacific a Northwest ago, a few years yeah. ago. But he didn't. He was chill. Which makes me think, Rogers has really successfully worked on his mm -hmm. chi. And that's even inspired me oh. to work on mine. No way. Yes. Okay. Like, I just saw the way he played. Right. It's inspiring. I'm going to do that. All right. Well, I have an idea then. Uh... I'm going to throw out some trigger topics for you. And let's just see if you're this test is, me if I I'm going to test it? you. I'm going to see if this is actually you're going to really carry this over and make this a real thing for you. Can you come up with that during the break? I can do anything, Rich. Wow. <laughs> you must be working on your cheat, too. I'm definitely not. All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> I'll take you on that, that challenge. All right, let's go. The match was phenomenal. We just went on and on and on. We could, but we got to go to break.
because Jim Palmer, Jeff Van Gundy, and Jared Harris are going to join us. But this is going to be fun next. Don't go anywhere. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Is it true you played football? With I Jim played Schwartz? football with Jim Schwartz. And at um, Georgetown University. At Georgetown University. I was a lineman. He was a defensive back. I mean, he's not that big of a guy. By the way, we're see, look at you with that yes. neck roll look we're showing up. Like, look at that old that neck was roll back, right there. I was Greg Olson for college. Yes, you were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Look, look, look at, at the before and after. Because that was like when I was sitting there <laughs> thinking of like, uh, like walking out on the Espies because there's just no one knows who I am. That's not true. So Jim I was Gaffigan. like, I was walking out there and I was like, like I was either going to do like the thing about the curling guys or I was going to be like, this is what Greg Olson will look like <laughs> <laughs> after. <laughs> this is your future, Greg Olson. You're staring into the future. Look at that toilet, uh, the, the padding thing. Yeah, I know. That was the thing. So you played with Jim Schwartz? I played with Jim Schwartz. And by the way, the Jim Schwartz and I mm-hmm. were both, people thought we had pie-in-the-sky ideas. What do you mean? Like, he wanted to be a coach, mm-hmm. and I wanted, like, I don't think, uh, you know, like, like in college, if he said, I would like to be a professional football coach, people would laugh at him. And if I said I wanted to be a comedian, mm-hmm. people would have laughed at me. It's just, it's unrealistic. So there is some, there's a bonding there, and I, I've run into him a couple times. I think we actually kind of vacation near each other, too. But I have no life. And then also, <laughs> by the way, no life. It's like these NFL coaches. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, it's insane. It is insane. It's insane. They're right now, they're about to come off vacation and then- For 10 months. For 10 months. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. That is fact. That's that is fact. That and is, they love it. And they li- they they sleep, breathe, study. Well, comedians' lives are, are, aren't uh, frequently very uh, glamorous because you're constantly working your ass off too. Yeah, but you know, some of it is. Uh, I have to concentrate on peaking at nine o'clock at night. So, like, one of my assignments for the day is to nap. You know, that's a little different from like. 
developing a defensive scheme against the latest mm-hmm. surprise offense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, I know. or figuring it out at halftime because it didn't work the first half. Well, they also have to peak at 9 o'clock at night, too, I guess, yes. on Monday Night Football. Happy 55th birthday to the hilarious Jim Gaffigan, who has appeared on this show multiple times, once with Von Miller in studio. And wore his chain after. That's right. I, I think I have a picture of that somewhere well, on my Maybe we tweet that out. That'll be good. I might have even predated you, TJ Jefferson, being in studio here. I think it might have. How long ago it was. All right, we're here on the Rich Eisen Show on Peacock. We're here on the Rich Eisen Show on our radio network, back with our friends at NBC Sports on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com to get us every single day um, and watch us every single day. Please do so. It's a lot of fun. All right, Chris, um, you issued a challenge at the end of last segment in which I pointed out, kind of, you know, dovetailing on my pre-the-match thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, pardon me, my pre-Capital One the match thoughts. Thank you. Um, and which was Aaron Rodgers saying that he's taken his time working on his mental state while rightfully pointing out that a lot of people talk about their mental state because of it, it's reached a very serious point in their lives where they think of doing themselves harm or something of the like where they can no longer function. Yes, and serious he goes, depression. Right, and yeah. he goes, and they're rightfully talking about it, and it's terrific that an MVP of the NFL brings that to light as well in the construct of the way he's working on it, which is to remove all negative thoughts. Away with the negative thoughts, which leads me to believe he's not on Twitter because, as we know, we're all doom scrolling every day. And I'm thinking, you know what? If if his approach, because he said after week two of last year, his approach was, you know what? I'm at peace with everything. It's what he told us on this show. We saw he was the MVP. And if he truly has worked on his mental approach... And getting removed uh, from all the negative spaces. And we saw that in his golf game. Can't wait to see it in the NFL this year. And I am inspired to attempt the same thing. Okay. And you say I... that you, you think you can trigger me. I think I can get you. And prove that I'm, I, I'm not cut out for it. And I'm, well, I'm thinking to myself. You know, Aaron's been working on this probably since last year, so maybe multiple right. years. Right. You've been working on this now for multiple minutes. Okay? <laughs> this is true. So Okay, we're just go gonna, for it. We're just going to see if you, maybe you have the base and the foundation okay. to pull something off. Mike, do you have a... Uh... Oh, okay. this is fantastic. Very good. Rich Eisen, your room is ready. Okay, thanks very much. <laughs> well, just a little bit lower, a little bit yeah, lower. A little, a little, little bit lower. lower. All right, Rich. Lower. Okay. For, first of these, uh, of these trigger items for yes. you, let's go back to November of 2012. Oh, boy. Mark Sanchez, the butt fumble. Oh, boy. Okay. The butt fumble. All right. Um, Thanksgiving Day game. No, I don't know. I know, I know what rival. it is. I know what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll just say this, that things happen. Okay. Uh, mistakes happen. Yep. Sometimes you're just trying really hard to, you know, uh, make a yard, and you get an inch <laughs> or two of your teammate's ass, and... <laughs> They happen, and that's in the past. That's in the past. I've, I've, I think I can come to grips. You're good with Mark and everything. That's I, I have not been triggered. Okay, I'm one for one. Okay, one, okay, good I'm job. I'm one for one. I, I've turned the page, Chris. I'm a lot looking of growth forward. Potential. I'm now looking forward. I'm now looking forward. Growth potential. Thank you. All right, number two, it's second yeah. item here, Mike. Um, yeah. You saw this. There was a sign during yesterday's Italy and Spain match. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. 
Pineapple on pizza. Oh. I'm actually coming around. It's not that bad. <laughs> Are you really? Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, different strokes for different folks. I, I wouldn't do it. Um, I, would, I would never think about mixing um, uh, uh, fruit, uh, uh, sweet, sugary fruit mm. with <laughs> the greatest food of all time, which is just cheese, sauce, and bread. <laughs> no other toppings. Okay. Um, different strokes for different folks. Okay. I, I can look the other way at somebody who orders a a Hawaiian pizza. Hawaii's a terrific state. I love going there. Yep. Aaron actually went there to work on his mental state. I'm two for two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this is the next item that's up for bids for you on the... TJ, uh, so he's waiting for this thing to on turn. The, on the rule change uh, in the I'm NFL, a, right? Uh-oh. Oh, rule change in the NFL. Okay, what is it, Chris? Well, we we've been working on this one for a while. And you and I definitely see yeah. differently about yeah. it. Fumble through the end zone. Okay. Oof. This this does being a touchback. This is the, uh, this is a sticking point for me. Yeah. It's yeah. a crawl and it's stuck in it. But Chris, as you know, uh, all those years of me railing against the tuck rule that got changed. All those years of me saying that it's an easy fix to the the catch rule that got fixed. I have been told by people in the know there is a process, and we're going to go through it. This will get changed one day, and I am fully looking forward. Finding my chi doesn't happen that often, but I'm going to keep making my point, Chris. Three for three. What else you got over there? Three for three. What else you got? Uh, uh, sometimes, I, 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 I don't know do if you this. want to find your chi. You could listen to his, mm. this guy's country music. Yeah. Um, famed Major yeah. League Baseball umpire, oh, Joe, <laughs> Joe West. Joe West. Just as Joe West all in right. general. All right. Um, all right. Hmm. You know, he's, um, he's a guy who's umpired a lot. He's got, He's got staying power. He's got staying power. He sometimes can get a little power hungry. We got to work on that. Doesn't umpire every game, so I can watch baseball and still enjoy it. That's true. That's he was great true. in uh, in uh, The Naked Gun. Okay. Which is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> he can't umpire forever. He comes... He does rear its head. And All, I right. Gotta... All right. What else you got over there, Chris? Oh, Mike, hit the. I wish we had the music ready, but I like the spa music. Uh, Rudy oh. getting carried <laughs> off oh. after his big moment and his oh, yeah. sack so against Georgia People Tech. People like this movie. Sean Astin. It's not a bad movie. And The Rock. We're going to slow not clap. Bad. Ned Beatty, may he rest in peace. I love Vince Vaughn. Some people are offsides and they, oh. they, they don't get called for it. I think I need to work on this a little bit more. Chris, what else you got over there? Uh, the schmecky owner of the New York Knicks, James Dolan. He's not ready. Look at that head. <laughs> oh, look at him. Look at that smile on the head. Look at his, look at his no, veneers. he's not ready. You're not ready. Right? All right. Oh, Rich, I don't know, man. I don't know it's if you can do It's called room for growth, Chris. I don't know if you can do this. I ain't buying it, Chris. <laughs> room for growth. Oh, get that man's head off the screen! <laughs> well, we tried. You know, there's, there's, you know, there's, you there's ways out to really get well. through it. Yeah, yeah. All right, don't yell at me. Am I yelling? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he was, he was feeling it. Woosa, woo, woosa. <laughs> <laughs> we well, knew if something I mean, was going to send him over the edge. As you said, I've just, it's, it's only been just minutes. You got some bonus ones? Is that what you're trying to cook up over there? <laughs> well, Rich, it's you a very... bonus ones? It's a very... Rudy, by the way, what a what a combo to end it. Rudy and Rudy. Dolan. Oh, well, my Rich, goodness. Well, Rich, 
Big birthday uh, in National Football League lore, college football lore as yeah. well. Born in July 7th, 1972. Yeah. Famed Colorado wide receiver Michael Westbrook. Oh, God. <laughs> Cele- celebrating a birthday today, speaking of things you know that what? set you Chris, off. Chris, that, that, that day I was at ESPN, um, you know, visiting Keith Olbermann for an informational interview being set up. That is incredible, actually. I was actually at ESPN that day. I was making my rounds, trying to get a job in this business, and now here I am on my own show, trying to work on myself. Yeah. At age 52, that place at ESPN is where I met my wife. I've got three beautiful children. My wife. I've got three beautiful children from all of that. And you're the best dad ever. And you know, and look oh. at me, I've got a sign right here. Best dad ever. Yep. Um, definitely. There's two dads on the set. I'm the only one who didn't forget to pick up his kid at daycare. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, but I like it. That was last week. All right. Come on. I understand. So <laughs> you got mooded. I'm sorry. I'm still working on things, Chris. I'm working on things. A lot of positive came out of ESPN. A lot of positives came out of me being at ESPN. Yeah. But my first day ever at ESPN watched that Michigan, Colorado, and every television screen had it. There wasn't enough remotes in the building for me able to turn them all off. Jeez. That game was on pay-per-view. Huh? I remember that game was on pay-per-view. Keith Jackson. We paid to watch call, that. Oh, Keith, don't yeah. Yeah. So you don't think I can work on my uh, well, myself, huh? We had a lot. Of, we threw a well, lot of Butt you. fumble. We threw a, a pizza, lot of Pineapple on pizza. Pineapple on pizza. Travis. We threw you a lot tried. Travis. We tried. All right. Italian fans now. By the way, Federer might go down here. I'm working. I'm working on everything. He I'm working on everything. Work All right, Jim Palmer is gonna going to be joining us next. Brock? Talk about Chi and a calm individual. Who's Baseball Hall of Famer Jim Palmer, then Jeff Van Gundy, Jared Harris, and you at eight four four two zero four. Rich, hour one in the books.